0: the owls on culture podcast episode six black panther If you haven't been to wakanda yet beware of spoilers
1: welcome to the owls on culture podcast where two generations of owls michael the dad me and hank the son discuss the latest in movies plays books video games and more Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. How you doing, sir?
0: Very good. How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good myself. What's new in your world?
0: Well, I went to an escape the room, which I think was run by these guys called Vroom Vroom Escape Room.
1: Vroom Vroom Escape Room. Nice name.
0: This. I've done escape rooms before. This one was much harder than the one we did at uh, Atlanta Escape Rooms.
1: Uh, what made um, it harder?
0: just a lot more complicated. I don't want to say vaguer, but it was a lot more complicated.
1: All right. Well, was there's it?
0: one. There's two of them. We did two of them. One was in a dorm room where. We had our friend lock each other in the dorm room because we were party animals and we had to study for a test so we didn't fail college. <laughs> the that other was the one setup was a mystery. cafeteria thing where we were locked in the cafeteria and the bullies were coming out from the tension in an hour and we told on them. So we had to get out in an hour before the bullies came and beat us up.
1: That was the scenario? You have to get out before the bullies come beat you up? Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's hilarious and also disturbing. (laughs) That's kind of awesome. If you don't get out, we're going to beat you up. We got out with
0: like five minutes left. Oh, wow. On that one.
1: Oh, that's cool. Was that the harder one?
0: Yeah, that was the harder one.
1: That sounds like a lot of fun. Would you do these again?
0: Yes, I would. I wouldn't say I was that helpful. Hopefully, I'll be more helpful if we do them again. I asked them if this was like an original, and they said they do do these escape rooms at their place, like the escape rooms that we did.
1: Oh, so they also have their own physical location. They're not just touring it kind of thing.
0: Um. Yeah. Or I don't know if they're just touring it. They've used the same stuff before. The, oh, the same scenario. Yeah, they've used the same scenario and same puzzles
1: before. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Where would you set and escape the room? Because one we did uh, back in the day, I think for your birthday, was like a nineteen eighties game room. This was you had a dorm. What would you, where'd you set one?
0: Um, an arcade.
1: Oh, arcade would be great. That'd be super fun.
0: And you have to you have to do stuff with the arcade machines. You know, stuff like would, pin, there'd be like a key lodged in a pinball machine, you had to hit it out with a pinball.
1: That'd be very cool. I like that idea.
0: Um, what's new in your world, Don?
1: Well, I went to see the Dogs play, uh, Saturday night. And of course, you know this cause you were there with me, but they were doing a Grateful Dead show and, uh, it was super fun. It was this place called Vinkman's, which I've heard a lot about, but I've never been to because I never go out, but, uh, it was great. Uh, I really dug the music. I thought they did a great job as musicians. The food was good. Service was great. Uh, it was a good time, but I, I got a question for you, because I'm not a huge <laughs> deadhead, but you know, I like their music, like I don't know, I can't tell you about the concert they did in 1971, and what their set list was, I'm definitely not that guy. I like those guys, but I'm not that guy. Uh, I like the probably the more popular songs, uh, but and they played a couple of them that I really love, they played U.S. Blues and Bertha, two of my faves, and they nailed them. Uh, but what did you think? This was their first time really hearing the Grateful Dead's music. Uh, did you like it?
0: Um, I Grateful Dead is not my favorite band. Even from hearing this, like, I just don't like. It's not that any of the vocals are bad because they're really, they're like the Sun Dogs are really great artists. Just,
1: maybe not your cup of tea musically. Yeah,
0: not my, not my cup of tea musically. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: cool. That's cool. So what are we talking about today, Hank Owl?
0: talking about Black Panther.
1: All right, Black Panther. Probably the most eagerly anticipated movie of the year so far, maybe of the year just in general. Uh, Black Panther, of course, uh, directed by Ryan Coogler, who did Fruitvale Station, and written by Ryan and Joel Robert Cole. Uh, what was just off the bat? Okay, just also, lots of spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen the movie, Spoiler you might...
0: Spoiler warning!
1: Yeah, you might not uh, want to listen to the rest of the podcast, but uh, you should go see the movie and then listen to the podcast. Uh, what's your overall, what was your just overall impression, man? What do you think?
0: I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, the cinematography was great. The CGI was great. The directing was great. I loved the story. It definitely surprised me in a lot of parts, and it was a very millennial film.
1: Ooh, how do, you, how do you mean?
0: With the, you know, the what are those? And also, the person who, the costume designer, I feel like that costume designer got snubbed from the nomination list. Like, that was...
1: The costumes were... Those
0: were some really good costumes.
1: Well, maybe they'll be nominated next year, because I don't think they'd be eligible for this year.
0: Well, oh, because it does so, go over 2017 movies.
1: Exactly. So, maybe next year. But, I, yeah, the costumes were pretty amazing. I loved how it started. As anybody knows, if they listen to Pinecone Turkey's other podcast, uh, I love an origin story. Origin story. story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. It is my it is my favorite part. And they did a great job with this one. I was looking forward to it. Talked about the legend of Wakanda, the meteorite coming down, the vibranium. And it was told in a cool way, you know, like, tell me a story. And he's like, which one? And he's like, blah, 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 He tells which one. And... I don't know. I love that, and then we go we go right into like we leave that kind of fantasy origin story type thing and go to Oakland, California. And I got a question for you the the kids playing basketball. Did you suspect at all that any one of them would be like important to the story later on? Or did you think they were no? Just like I guess atmosphere? I thought
0: that yeah. I thought they were atmosphere.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought that was a really cool a cool twist. Um. So I don't know, man. So how do you want to talk about this? Uh, you, the plot is certainly good. I, I thought it was interesting that it seemed like almost more of like a political thriller or p- or palace intrigue movie plot with tons of action, of course. Than some of the other films that has like you know that we're kind of used to now with like the more I guess superheroes are in them, so they're kind of a bigger scope. This was almost like a small. Story, Or like, you know, just a one country story, which was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's cool that it like didn't incorporate like the main world. It was just... Although the main world is kind of what they talked about with their like battling. Like whether they should export this Vibranium to other places.
1: Yeah, that was pretty interesting. So we had two like kind of very opposing points of view of what Wakanda should do with all the resources that it has. Did you find yourself leaning a certain way? Or, or you know, what was the right thing to do? Or, and was it personality different, driven by the actors, you know, or the characters?
0: I think it was a lot personality driven. I, of course, I think they should export vibranium also because economic helping. It's actually much better for Wakanda's recont- economy.
1: Yeah. Could be, certainly. Wakanda looked like it was doing pretty well, though. It was beautiful to watch, right? I love yeah. the uh, the technology and how they incorporated that and used it. And the, again, special effects were amazing.
0: Yeah, so I... Yeah, they should definitely be importing Vibranium because its black market deals are probably, like, off the charts, expensive, and that, that means more people are going to want to steal it. It's just overall better for them to help poor African countries with this super tack?
1: Yeah, poor countries and poor countries everywhere. Uh, what did you think about the relationship between the king who started off in the beginning, who died, and then T'Challa, who then took over as king? What was their father son relationship like? And what can Our, you and I learn from that?
0: We can learn that. Like, their relationship was very strong, even though T'Chaka was keeping a lot of secrets from T'Challa, and T'Challa eventually came to mistrust them, so you better tell me everything, Dad, (laughs) or I'll mistrust you and not go visit you in the...
1: Was
0: it the ancestral Astral Plane? An- ancestral. An- ancestral Realm, okay? The an- ancestral Realm. You so better looked- be nice to me or I'm not going to visit you.
1: <laughs> the Ancestral Realm looked very cool. And I love the costumes in that section of it, too. Now,
0: what do you think about uh, T'Chaka? Because I think you only know one movie's version of it because clearly you haven't seen Captain America Civil
1: War. I uh, I have seen that movie as you have pointed out to me several times. However, apparently I don't remember you that remember movie. Remember
0: nothing. <laughs> I remember
1: a lot. Okay, she, I just don't he, remember. He, he like
0: came in. We were talking about Black Panther, and he's like, "Well, it's cool because we haven't seen him in other movies. Like, it's cool that they're starting to get what what." <laughs> did you miss Captain America Civil War Did you uh, just fall asleep in that
1: one Maybe I did Hank Maybe I fell asleep But I will watch it again And I will have a better appreciation For all the awesome comments you've made towards me
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. uh, Did you have a favorite character
0: That's song I want to love Killmonger so much Because like, Killmonger was awesome it was amazing And his like through the world is very millennial like modern style and i love michael b jordan yeah, michael
1: b jordan was amazing he owned that character i also
0: love uh um ulysses claw
1: oh yeah that and uh, that, that was, was australian
0: um, jokey yeah
1: i think he's, I, can't remember, I think it was south african not australian but, uh, and so the actor that played him, I forgot his name, but he's the one who's done all that CGI stuff for, like, Lord of the Rings. He played Gollum. Um, that's him? Yeah. That's him. And he's the guy who also did, um, like, in Planet of the Apes, like, the remake of all the Planet of the Apes, he plays, like, the main chimpanzee or ape. I don't know. Well, I, I haven't see seen those it. movies.
0: I could see, I can see the similar. I saw War of the Planet of the Apes and.
1: Yeah, he does a lot of motion capture work. So I haven't, I don't, I mean, I know that he's done other acting roles just as himself, but I, I think this is probably by far his biggest role. I and mean, even he was great, also.
0: Yeah, his jokey criminal esque yeah. aspect was cool. And I love his robotic arm because that's like the main thing of his character in the modern Marvel comics. In the old Marvel comics, he actually becomes a being of solidified sound cause it's the 90's
1: oh my gosh solidified sound
0: solidified sound and they like brought that into comics in the future like you can't really cut him though cause it breaks into like a sonic boom
1: I think they made a very wise creative choice not to go that direction with him for this movie
0: (laughs) yes I'm surprised they killed him off too since he's just such a big Black Panther villain
1: oh yeah is it really that's interesting i wonder i mean it fit the story certainly they were telling um
0: it, it surprised me that they used killmonger because i did some research into black panther comic villains oh yeah and he's really not that big of a villain in character he's like he's not that big of a character in the comics Wow,
1: well, that's he's not a widely
0: known character it's i'm surprised that they chose killmonger for this
1: well it certainly it certainly worked that's for sure uh let's just talk about all the actors for a minute because what's really cool about this movie is not just like the leads who are who have great parts and do a great job but the whole the supporting players too are pretty amazing. You had uh of you know, the, the love interest who was amazing. She's out there, you know, in the field doing work. You, know, you had his sister, the scientist. Oh, the sister was great. Sister was great. Uh Her name's Shuri? I think so. Yeah, that might be it. Um you know, I thought the dad was good. You know, the the former king, you know, I guess the right hand man. You know, played by um, golly, I forgot the gentleman's name. Forrest Whitaker, yeah, Forrest Whitaker was great. I mean, everybody was good. Um, the young lady who plays Michonne in Walking Dead, she was amazing as the general. Uh, it was just really fabulous, and like everybody, there's no weak link at all. And I mean, you don't expect there to be one, but sometimes there is. And uh, he's not a weak link, but there was one. One dude to kind of, I will not say miscast, because that feels a little presumptuous of me to say, but I was surprised Martin Freeman was in that role as the CIA guy. Uh, did he, did that stand out to you at all?
0: That's good. I think he worked with it well, but it did stand out to me, that's, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say miscast, but I'd say they could find somebody better for
1: I mean, world. I love him, because I love him as Sherlock, you know, playing Watson. I've loved him as, you know, Bilbo Baggins in the the Hobbit movies. And just generally, you know, I I really respect the guy and love him. But I was surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Something about, like, he does this kind of insecure, kind of uh, nervous thing very well and then backs it up with real backbone and strength. Uh, He does that in Sherlock a ton. And that was there here also. Is Was he a character in the comic books also? And is that kind of how he's generally portrayed? Or do you know?
0: I, I haven't heard of him in the
1: comics. Yeah, I don't know. So something about that kind of bothered me a little bit. It seemed like a, a random story arc kind of thrown in. Like he's going to toughen up and be that old fighter pilot that he used to be. But I didn't get fighter pilot from him. I got kind of awkward dude.
0: Yeah, I got awkward minor CIA person out of it. And another character I want to talk about is the gorilla, the leader of that mountain tribe. Oh, yeah.
1: He was awesome.
0: Before I really knew about Black Panther, that's the one other character besides Black Panther and T'Chaka that I knew existed. And I'm pretty sure he's, I don't know if he's an anti-hero type or Mm. I think they set him up as an anti-hero in the movie. But he's a big Black Panther villain too, and it's cool that they brought him in in that way. This movie has two big Black Panther villains because Killmonger doesn't count.
1: Oh, that's that's cool. I uh, that brings up one the one of the few things that I that I won't say bothered me about the movie, but you know that, hey, okay, they bothered me about the movie was that when he asks the mountain tribe, T'Challa asks the mountain tribe to come help. We totally and he's like, no, come back. yeah. It's, it's you. I mean, it was just so obvious that they were clearly going to come back and save the day. Uh, anyways, and I don't know what tipped it off as just knowing story or, or oh. seeing it come. I don't know why I saw it coming, but I did, and it bothered me because I was like, "Oh well, when there is going to be a big battle, then the mountain tribes going to come and blah 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 blah." Well, and um, that's what happened. So that I mean, that's was like a minor, minor, minor complaint.
0: Can we talk about whether we think the rebellion was right? Because Killmonger should be rightfully king.
1: Let's do that. Till
0: T'Challa we find that is not dead.
1: That's right. So, that's exactly, let's talk about this. They have a procedure. They have rules and regulations written out for what happens when a new king comes. There's this ability for each of the tribes to challenge and then a member of the royal, anybody in the royal family can challenge. So, we know this because it's in the film and it was a really cool scene how they do it and I love how they take the power away. That was really cool. Um, so, when this guy comes back, Eric Killmonger comes back, he's a member of the royal family, he has the right to challenge, and he defeats him. By all r- legal rules, everybody should just be falling in line under the new king, right?
0: Yeah, I think the reason they got, uh, is he's an outsider, and I don't know how Wakandan citizenship works.
1: Well, you have, I mean, every citizen has that kind of the the tag, like on their, like the inside of their bottom lip.
0: I thought it was only royalty that had that.
1: Oh, I don't know. I thought it was every, I thought any Wakanda citizen had that. I don't think it's just royalty.
0: But isn't that, didn't he show it so he could prove that he is royalty and it's okay for him to challenge
1: i got that he was showing it just that he's a citizen because he came in and remember wakanda's you know not you know it's hidden so that when he came in there they would realize oh you're actually a citizen because i think remember forrest whitaker had it also and he wasn't he had a royal position but he wasn't royalty and he also had it when he was younger you know in the flashback or the beginning in oakland okay so i guess it is so i think it just means you're a wakanda citizen
0: so that they, the rebellion was unnecessary. Maybe it's because they saw him as an outsider and, like, like you become king after two hours of being in Wakanda for the first time. Like,
1: well, I get that it's really weird, but it seems to me, like, legally, though, that's what should have happened. Now, I think all bets are off once we find that T'Challa's not really dead. And also. I think all bets are off too when Eric Killmonger, when he starts burning and causes the order, orders the whole, the plant that gives them the Black Panther, gives the Black Panthers power to be burned, like burning the rest of them. That to me is like straight out of, all right, boom, revolution, let's do it. Like that's going way too far.
0: Yeah, I feel like that breaks some cultural boundaries there. Yeah,
1: like a huge cultural boundary. And so totally ostracize, rebellion, you know, go for it.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like saying, there will be no other kings but me.
1: I love the ceremony when after, like, say, you know, the T'Challa and they, they bury him, you know, and he takes that and the power comes and he goes to the ancestral plane. I thought all of that was really cool and well done.
0: Um, what I was surprised is that there was no soul stone. What's the soul stone? The Infinity Stones. That's the last, that's the one Infinity Stone that we haven't seen in the movies yet.
1: Oh, and is that normally a Wakanda thing?
0: No, it's just because the Infinity War trailer, obviously the big battle of wakanda, everyone assumes everyone basic practically knows that it's in Wakanda somewhere. And like now you think about it like going using soul power to go to the ancestral plane. Like there's gotta be some soul stoning in
1: that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um how did you feel about um the idea at the end where they're talking a little bit about what the new change of Wakanda's like policy with outsiders. Do you think they found the right balance there between protecting, you know, their their country and also like, you know, involving outsiders?
0: Yeah, I think they have some rule that if you're not a citizen, you shouldn't be able to come into Wakanda. But I think they did it well with Like creating some funds for help with their extreme technology to help poor countries get back on their feet and to basically empower everyone.
1: I think about how many lives they could save, you know, because they brought the CIA agent, Martin Freeman, you know, who was would have died, you know, put the little ball inside him and all, you know, then he's healed. Like that's that like that's amazing.
0: I could cure cancer.
1: Well I mean I feel like like so the rest of the movies going forward, you know, with Marvel. It's a you game know, if you got changer. an Wakanda around, yeah, exactly. Just stick that ball in my gunshot wound, I'll be alright, right?
0: Yeah. Um that was sexually a weird like great Yeah. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, thanks for the You can just all freaking that. clearly see we're professionals right now.
1: Uh, so were there any, uh, do we want to move on to the, the, the bonus scenes or no? Is there anything else Um, you want to say kind of about the movie right now? I'm sure once
0: I say there's not, there's going to be so many things I want to talk about, but no, I think we can move on to the bonus scenes. Let's start with the first one where they create or they show the, People playing basketball the ship
1: oh yeah, I forgot about that was that the first bonus scene
0: yeah, it was I, they called them uh mid credit scenes
1: oh mid credit scenes, okay, I did not I was not aware of that terminology uh, so the scenes so i'm getting getting confused, so at the end of the movie, it was. T'Challa as king in front of like the United Nations type deal that was in that was part of the regular movie that was part of the regular okay. movie okay alright I thought that was a cool ending and I loved how that jerk was like what's Wakanda got to offer and he's like heh hey, I got lots to offer
0: I'm like you're just a third world country
1: exactly It was nice uh you know stereotyping you know nice boom can't judge a book by the cover lots of good lessons to learn on that uh okay so yeah so we're in Oakland and what does Wakanda decide to do with part of its outreach on the bonus scene. Besides so
0: to turn that, like, apartment complex into its first, like, um, embassy, kind of.
1: Yeah, their out- outreach center. Yeah. Right at the same place where, you know, bad decisions were made. Is that is that the primary lesson to be learned from this movie, you think, that, you know, you should take? Like, clearly, the mistake of the movie was not bringing home to Wakanda... The son of the guy who was selling the vibranium.
0: Yes, that was good, But yeah, I think it's mainly about like getting over bad decisions and a bad decision to keep them to themselves and not help at them with their incredible technology.
1: Yeah. Okay. And what was the so what was the second bonus scene? What's that, was it was it called an end credit scene? Then end the first one was a mid credit. End credit. Scene. Look at me learning. Um,
0: it's you see. The Winter Soldier. Let me let me can explain the Winter Soldier being there.
1: Please do, because I think I slept so. through the other one.
0: <laughs> in the co- in the comic Infi- Avengers Infinity War prelude comic, you see Shuri the scientific sister, like curing Winter Soldier of his. Mind control, cre- creating him a like a free being, and we kind of see some of that at the end credit scene of Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, Civil War, clearly. I haven't seen the movie either, <laughs> and so that's what's happening. They're like recovering him, and something they call him. They call him like the White tiger dragon thing
1: really alright
0: yeah and that goes somewhere in the comics where like it's like a future Black Panther villain
1: oh that's cool
0: and it was leader of like the Wakandan CIA I don't think they're gonna bring him into being a villain but maybe a leader of the Wakandan CIA because we can see in the Avengers Infinity War trailer that he's like in the front lines of the army
1: Uh, of the enemy of the army of the army okay
0: the wakandan army so
1: she's been working on to turn him back into bucky barnes basically instead of the winter soldier yes gotcha no that's cool that's really cool all right so how should we rate this movie what should we use to uh to be our signifiers
0: Everyone, it's all the arrows are pointing to vibranium. Well,
1: vibranium's a good one, but what about the uh, the flower that I can't think of the name of? That was so beautiful and so cool, and I love, again, very uh, very nature. You know, we we cure diseases with plants. And diseases usually come from animals. You know, this is very, this is part of the Cherokee culture and part of nature. Uh, I loved seeing that also.
0: All right, let's do it in that.
1: No. We don't know the name of it. Do you remember the name of it?
0: The majestical flower.
1: <laughs> well, they said it like it was based on like that was, was the shape of the leaf, and I just don't remember what shape the leaf was. Heart-shaped herb. Boom, heart-shaped herb. Boom. Let's do that. All right, out of five, heart-shaped herbs, and that's hard to say. Five being the best, zero being five it should be everybody should see it. Zero, nobody should see it. Uh, what would you put it? Uh, four. Four heart-shaped. Herbs.
0: Yeah, maybe three and uh, three and it, twelve sixteenths.
1: <laughs> Which is Bam better math? Three, three fourths, right? Twelve sixteenth. Four goes into twelve three times. Four goes into three fourths. All right. Phew.
0: Wait, no, 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 no. No, no. I think that's right. Because I want to be different. Thirteen-sixteenths.
1: All right, I'm not even trying that one. All right, so... thirteen sixteen. All right, I will also give it... I'll give it three and three-quarters heart-shaped herbs. Uh, I really liked this movie, and I think... Wow,
0: oh, you rate it lower than I did. One-sixteenths. Oh.
1: <laughs> <1/16th laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it's a really great movie. I love how it's... Uh, How how anticipated it is, and how it totally just it lived up to the expectations. Certainly, like of the African American community here, who was so excited about it, and I think all Marvel fans were excited about it also. And it and it was awesome.
0: I think out of the survey, was like the most hyped up movie of the year. I think so too. Going against, let's going against like Incredibles two infinity war yeah M&A. it was certainly most
1: hyped up uh, you know so far and then it's just destroying the box office like it's just just killing i mean everybody we like, give a spoiler we alert even <laughs> give a
0: spoiler warning because like i feel like everybody on the earth saw it exactly <laughs> everybody everybody's
1: in the u.s everybody's probably already seen it but uh i just i just love that i love that they're destroying the myth that uh You know, a a black-centered franchise can't make money. The black stories don't sell overseas or in America. It's just really nice. I love the strong women characters. There's just a lot to love about this movie culturally, and I think we need it, and it's pretty exciting. Go team. What are you reading these days, Hank Harris? (gasps) I don't mean Hank Harris. I mean Hank Owl.
0: (gasps) I don't even know you anymore. (laughs)
1: What are you reading these days, Hank Owl?
0: So I actually went to a comic book store, and we bought a like whole like one set volume of the uh, Avengers versus X-Men Marvel event, which I'm really enjoying. I'm like literally halfway done.
1: Who were you, are you, when you bought it, were you rooting for a side? And now as you're reading it, are you rooting well, for one side or the other? Well, they set up as
0: the X-Men, as the
1: villains. Really? Why? Because
0: eventually it gets to, like, the Phoenix Five, and they're the villains, and you kind of see, like... So the whole thing is that the Phoenix Force is coming to Earth. Same one that got Jean Grey. Jean Grey has been killed by the Phoenix Force already.
1: Oh, wow. In this, already before this book before event? Before this book. Okay. Before this event. Is Professor X still around?
0: Yeah, he's still around.
1: And he's a bad guy?
0: No, he's not a bad guy. Oh, I mean, like in this oh, oh, in, this, in this event, specific. he's kind of neutral. He's not really on the side, but it's coming to then like the Avengers are like, we need to destroy this. But like Hope Summers has been um, Cyclops's daughter has been set up as like the Messiah oh, wow. of the mutants, and he can use the Phoenix power. To because there was an event before this called House of M. Okay. Where Scar the Witch kind of, with a phrase like, destroyed 99.9% of the mutant population. Oh, good gravy. Like, nine, like, not like killed them, but like, they have no pet, they're not mutants anymore. Okay. So, they need, so we can use it to rebirth the mutant population, but something goes wrong, and she doesn't get the powers, and... Cyclops, be mad about that.
1: So you, so she she's no longer going to be like the Messiah character who is going to sacrifice herself for everyone else, you think? Or that's also what the hero well, is? Well, I
0: watched a... Spoiler for Fingers <laughs> for the one, um Marvel TLDR on the Marvel YouTube channel.
1: Pretend I don't know what TLDR stands for.
0: I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what it stands for either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like the simplest form or something. And it says that they do... Scarlet Witch, do I don't know, sacrifice themselves, but take the like phoenix power into themselves and destroy it after eventually beating Cyclops ultimate, like full phoenix powered Cyclops. So that's
1: how it's gonna end, yeah. And you know that, yes. Is it taking away from your enjoyment of reading the graphic novel? No, I love that, that's very cool. Um, I am reading. Uh, a short book. It's a compilation of advice that Ernest Hemingway gave on writing, and the editors put it together from speeches, he made, letters, interviews, that kind of thing. Apparently, he always said, you know, he shouldn't give advice t- on writing, but yet I guess he found himself continually doing that. So I'm reading that. I'm also still reading one of those ton of French. Uh, Broken Harbor is the name of it. Okay, <laughs> it gets mad at me that I don't yeah. remember the name without
0: knowing the title of the book you're reading
1: you know my mom used to do that and used to drive me nuts i'm happy to be able to drive mm-hmm. me nuts with this uh so Broken harbor and earnest uh, Ernest on writing i'm loving both and uh hopefully we'll have a fuller report uh on them uh next podcast all right hank Al, anything else we should add All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Go see Black Panther. I think this is appropriate for any adult, certainly, and probably children. You know, if you're letting them see the other PG-13 Marvel movies, there's nothing nothing in this one that would should prevent that uh, from from them seeing this one as well. All right. Would you agree with that? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.
0: You know who's very skilled? us because we never freeze on the pinecone turkey website where, where you can listen to a bunch of different podcasts including this and the Oregon story podcast you can also join the flock email where you can get a cool newsletter every month with famous artist a famous like writer
1: or maybe soon to be famous
0: soon to be famous <laughs> writer, and it's all just great. You can also see some blog posts that we have right, on the website. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to no. interrupt your black pants the party <laughs> by giving you this plug.
1: Oh my gosh. Alright, uh, we're, 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 we're stopping
0: right bye. now.
1: <laughs> bye. Thanks for bye. listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Serzier and Antoine Haran. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. A twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.